Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Come on, get you out your comfort zone. That's a real service right there. (laughs) So we're in a season of planting. We're planting for the future. We're planting for Calvary Life is planting for the future. Planting godly things. When you plant godly things, guess what? Godly things will grow. So we're planting for a few. We got this huge campaign that we're doing. You know, people are are, are giving and um, giving their time, resources, and we're planting for the future. See, we believe that this is a season of breakthrough, freedom, a season of clarity. Clarity, Amen? We, We believe that we, this is a season of healthy attitudes, transformation. So we're planting for the future. Are you with me this morning? So if you don't know what the campaign is all about, right, just ask someone. We give you more information. We're planting for the future. So today, so today I want to talk about planting in small beginnings. Planting in small beginnings. See, the goal is to look like this. But we must plant in small beginnings. What do we do when we're here? It's something we must do when we're this small. Planting in small beginnings. Are you ready for this? Come on, do I have anyone that's with me this morning? See, we live in a world where small beginnings is not celebrated. Huh, we live, small beginnings is just not celebrated. See, we want that Instagram ministry (laughs) where everything is big, right? When you look through Instagram, if you you don't have an identity, you say, oh, let me just look and I'll pick one. This one looks good to me. Everything is big, right? And that Instagram ministry. See, we want, we want uh, uh, abs right away, right? Before we work out. It's like, in the name of Jesus, give me a six pack. <laughs> but you gotta work out, right? I mean, don't get me wrong, I want like the instant abs, right? I want a six pack, right? I got a 24-pack right now, but I'm working my way down. Are you with me? Don't, I mean, listen. We, so we want that Instagram ministry. We want big and bold and beautiful without behind-the-scenes sweat and tears. Right? So small beginnings is just not celebrated. Amen? If God tells you to start something Count on a few things. One, small beginnings. Two, a little bit of fear, discomfort, 
real risk, amen, financial need, and some discouragement. Small beginnings can be challenging. Are you with me? But God loves small beginnings. The Bible says that he loves small beginnings, but we don't. (laughs) See, because small beginnings typically see limited success and abundant setbacks. You're not ready for the small beginnings. Amen? Zechariah 4.10 says, Do not despise these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. So, so, So we are miserable starting small, but God's like, yes, the work has begun. He loves, he's rejoicing for small beginnings. See, we just think small, and he's looking at us here. See, God's rejoicing because he knows that we're going to go from here to here. Are you with me? Oh. Don't worry, we got, it's all going to make sense. It's all going to make sense. Small beginnings. I learned not to despise small beginnings because small beginnings are great beginnings. Small beginnings are great beginnings. You see, everything begins small, right? Life starts small. People, trees, houses, relationships, even faith. Amen. But when something is loved and nurtured and cultivated, it will grow. It will grow. Are you with me so far? But every garden is planted one inch of dirt at a time. Every book is written with one word at a time. Every marathon is run with one step at a time. Matthew 13, 31 through verses 33 says, another parable parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed in in his field, which indeed is, is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the ear come and nest in its branches. See, we are carriers carriers of kingdom seeds. So we need to plant those seeds. When we plant godly things into our lives, godly things will grow. Godly things will grow. See, we don't always see the potential, right, in small beginnings, but God does, right? See, we, when, we, when we see a drought, God sees an overflow. See, when, when, we, when we see something that's empty, God sees us, sees us full. When we see something dead, God sees it alive. Are you with me? So some may have, have dreams this morning, and you may think that your dreams are dead, but God said, no, 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 no. They're just sleeping right now. Wow. But I'm going to resurrect those dreams here this morning. Amen? Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Come on, somebody. I just need a couple of people. If I could just get two more, then we're good to go. We're going to keep going. Yeah. So I got more than, oh, come on. I got Floyd. I got Floyd. Come on. I got you. Oh, yeah, come on. The anointing is in this place. 
God is in small beginnings. What seems small to you has limited potential with God because his hand is all on it. Amen? So his hand is all on your life. So how many right now in, in, in your life that you're starting something small? Small businesses. Amen. God's hand is all in it. He said, I see so much potential in it. See, God, when God looks at you, he looks at you this way. This way. Small beginnings. God loves small beginnings. It's limitless potential in small beginnings. Jesus saw the potential in a little boy that had two fish and five loaves. They ran out of food. The disciples said, we ran out of food. How are we going to feed 5,000 people? And, and, and so the boy came with uh, two fish and five loaves. Jesus was like, yeah, that's it. That's all we need right now. That's all we need. Everyone is about to eat. <laughs> Everyone is about to eat. And he saw the potential. He saw the potential in the little boy. Amen. So God looks at, when he looks at you, he looks at the potential that he has inside. He looks at that seed of the kingdom seed that's within you and that's going to grow. Amen. So when God places his hand upon your life, godly things will come out. It's going to grow. Everyone ate. So the, the sacrifice, the boy had two fish and five loaves. He, he saw the potential in that. Then everyone started to eat. Amen. Do you, can you imagine your gift that God placed inside of you can feed many? Can feed many. That's what it's for. It's for kingdom purposes. It's for kingdom purposes. Amen. We don't always see the potential that's inside of us, but God does. See, it is not just what's inside of you. It's not just for you. It's for everyone else. God is about you touching lives. God is about you healing people. God is about you speaking his word. God is about you using your gifts so it can bless Others, God sees the potential in you. No matter how small it may be, it is big to God. It is big to God. See, our problem is we magnify our problems, right? So our problems get so big and we think that we serve a small God. God is the opposite. I'm a big God. You just got a small problem. But I'm, I'm in your small problem. God is in the little details of your life. He's all in the detail. He's all up in your business. When you give your life to to God, your life is to God. All that matters, even all the hairs on your head, he cares about. He cares about everything about you, how you dress this morning. He cared about that. He looked at you and said, you look pretty good today. God is all in the little details of your life. No matter how small and insignificant you may think it is, God sees the potential in your life. God set you up. Wherever you are right now is for a purpose. He's all in that right now. He'll give you a word to change someone's life. He'll give you a word to change up the atmosphere. Are you with me this morning? See, God is all up in my business. (laughs) See, small beginnings produces greater impact. Small beginnings produces greater impact. You know why? 
Because small beginnings, is a, the person is refined and tested. Amen. Any small beginnings, you will get put in the wilderness and you will be tested. You, it's, a, it's a time where, you, where God can refine you. You start, you start looking like Christ. Are you with me? Yes. God loves small beginnings. God loves small beginnings. See, God will speak prophetically over your small beginnings. Yes. He speaks prophetically over your small beginnings. Turn to Deuteronomy 7. And this is a word over this church. This is a text over this church. The Lord spoke to me about this text. He said, this is a word for this church. This is the season that we're in. Deuteronomy 7, chapter 7. Let's start in verse 12. And it shall come to pass, because you listen to these judgments, and keep and do them, that the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the mercy which he swore to your fathers. And he will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb, and the fruit of your land, which the grain, and your new wine, and your oil, the, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your, of your flock, and the land of which he swore to your fathers to give to you. You shall be blessed above all peoples. There shall not be a male or female barren among you or among your livestock. And the Lord will take away you all sickness and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt with which you have known, but will lay them all on all those who hate you. So what's going on? God is just showing off. God loves to bless his people. He was just rejoicing, amen, because people were just following his word, amen. Do you know God is the God of end? <laughs> he is the God of, see, God doesn't just give you a blessing. He gives you the full blessing. It's, 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 it's a multiplication, right? God is, God is our multiplier, amen, because he is the God of end. He is our protector and healer, and deliverer, and the God of multiplication, and he's our father. Amen? He is the God of the end. Amen? So, so God is saying that you're in the season of end. Amen? You're in the season of, of end. Are you with me? See, maybe you're waiting because God, maybe you've been waiting for a long time because God's trying to add the end to your life. See, God just don't want you to get the blessing. He wants you to get all of the blessing. Amen? So sometimes we move too fast. We move too fast, and we, and we never receive the end. See, God calls us to do something, right? But we go before him, and we never receive the end. See, when we go, when we allow God to go before us, he gives us the full blessing. 
So this church, he says, because I've been watching you, because you have obeyed, amen, you are in the season of end. It's not going to just be one blessing. It'll be your, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love you, amen. I'm going to bless you. I'm gonna, and I'm going to multiply you. And I'm going to protect you. And I'm going to restore you. And just going to keep coming. And I'm going to keep knocking on your door. And I'm going to keep showing up. And I'm going to keep blessing you. And I'm going to keep healing you. And I'm going to keep whispering to you. And I'm going to keep loving you. God is the God of the end. Amen? It's not just one blessing. He's a, he's a multiplier. We add and we subtract. God multiplies. Amen? I'm, I'm just excited that this church is in the season of end. It's in the season of end. Amen? So we have to, so God's looking for us, right? So he's the God of end, and we have to be people of end, right? So we have to obey, and we must follow, and we must trust, and we must believe, and we must serve, and we must love. Amen? We need to be the people of end. Are you with me? Yes. I don't know. When I was, God was whispering this to me, I got so excited. I started to rejoice. I don't know if y'all receiving that right now. Maybe it'll take a day or two and you might receive it. You might wake up and say, I'm in a season of end. <laughs> and just came to my home. Because God's not going to stop with just one blessing. Amen. You've been in a season of, of wilderness right now. God, God is attaching the end to your life right now. He's about to multiply some things in your life. You will see God will multiply blessings over your life. How many want that season of end in, your, in their lives? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, Pastor. I don't know, Pastor Leona. I don't know if they're really ready for what the Lord's going to do. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing over this church. The season of and. And I'm going to do this. And I will do this. And I will do this over your life. So reading this text, I was like, God, this is so exciting about what you're going to do. And I realized the Lord revealed to me what's more important to him than anything else. And, and, and I realized that we need to focus on planting our lives this way. What's more important to God is a relationship with him. What's more important to God is that anything else is a relationship with him. A relationship with God should supersede who you want to be. See, we get so caught up in who we want to be, we neglect our relationship with God. A relationship with him should supersede anything else, even who you want to be. So God, God wants us to spend that time with him. So we need to invest our relationship with him. We need to invest in our relationship 
with God. So when you are, if you are in a season of small beginnings, the focus shouldn't just be who you want to be or what you're called to do. It's who you are, whose you are. Because that's how you're going to, to get where you need to go. Or you can get what you want but never receive the end in your life. Never receive the end blessing in your life. Because you go before God and never receive what was intended for you to receive. So more than anything else, anything else that we do in life, a relationship with him is more important than anything. More important than anything. Sitting at his feet, focusing, letting God in to every moment of your life. Like, why do we have to schedule time with God? Why can't we just be with him at every moment? Oh, that sounds super spiritual, right? Sounds very spiritual, like, Pastor, come on, you don't really do that, right? So when you're at work, right, you spend that time with him. God, you know, what, how should I send this email? Because how I really want to send this email <laughs> is not of God. How, do I sh- how should I send this email? And don't press send. Don't press send until you get clarity. It might be sitting there right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting patiently, God. And God will give you wisdom. He, he give you, and it's always out of love. And you go and you switch up that email, and then he'll release you to press send. So tell me, too many of us press send too quickly. And we leave God behind. We're always going before God. Putting the carts before the horse. That's right, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, sure, I don't normally use that. But we go, we go before God and like, God, catch up, catch up. We always want God to catch up, catch up to us, catch up. Like we're moving too fast, moving too fast. God's like, no, 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 wait. Wait, what's more important, see, God, it's not about what you do. It's about who you are. It's about whose you are. So we so focused, so focused, we lean so much on our giftings and not on a relationship with God. Godly things grow and it looks Beautiful. So during this season of small beginnings, the focus should be on your relationship, strengthening your relationship with God, because that is the most important thing. Because then that is the very thing that will be tested every single day of your life. Every day of your life, something will challenge you. Something or someone will challenge you indirectly saying, who do you say God is? Who do you say Jesus is? Who do you say he is? Who do you say he is? Every day you will be challenged. When I say every day, every day. Because if you're called by God, or you're created to do amazing things in your life, you are a threat to the enemy's camp. And he will not leave you alone. He will not leave you alone. You know what? He will not leave you alone. He continue to be coming after you because you won't lay down. 
because you're, you're not giving up. So the more you don't give up, the more he's coming after you. So every day we'll be challenged. Who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? God loves you for who you are, not for what you do. No matter what you do, he won't love you more or less. He just loves you. He's crazy about you. It's never going to change. So what you do is not going to impress him. But when you obey, when you obey God, he adds the end to your life. So we must invest in our relationship with God. Without thinking, people devote their lives to pursuing fleeting pleasures and possessions. But they give little thought to investing their lives with God, who gives solid joys and lasting treasures. That's who we serve. Our greatest blessings are not our gifts. It's our relationship with God. Our relationship with God. So we think people are drawn to our gifts. No, 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 no. You spend time with God, that's, what, that's, what they, that's who they're drawn to. It's the spirit of God that resides within them. Is this okay? Small beginnings. A relationship with God is deepened little by little. Relationship with God is just deep, deep and strengthened little by little. It's what's more important at, to God. See, we can do little what we can, we, we can do what little we can do, but it's God who makes things grow and prosper. Yes, it does. See, a relationship with God builds faith little by little. Right? He would teach you to lean on him. So going back to Deuteronomy in verse, in verse 22, and it says, And the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you little by little. You will be unable to destroy them at once. Less, it's a caution, Unless you want to do what you want to do. <laughs> Unless you want to go before me. Right? The beasts of the field become too numerous for you. So it says less. There's always a caution in the Bible. Less. You better than me. Unless you want to do what you want to do. The beasts of the field become too numerous for you. But isn't it awesome that we have a God that fights for us? Yes, like he says, I'm going to drive out nations before you. So stuff you got going on, God says, I'm going to drive them out. But he says, I'm going to do it little by little, small beginnings. Little by little, I would drive them out. See, he's not going to do it all at once, right? Because if he does it all at once, it does not build faith. Uh -oh. 
It's little by little, that little by little, the things that he do in our lives, little by little, will build our faith. Are you with me? I know sometimes it's frustrating, right? God seems like God is not doing anything or he's not doing enough, right? But he clears things away little by little, even though we might prefer it all at once. Amen. See, God wanted the Israelites, he was speaking to the Israelites, he wanted them to grow spiritually. We grow spiritually little by little. Little by little. How many are different from 10 years ago? I hope that's everybody. (laughs) Then that'd be another message. Maybe maybe Pastor Yolanda, maybe you preach that, Pastor Pete, Pastor Lee, I'm one of y'all. Speak about that. If you're still the same person 10 years ago, we got a problem. Amen? But doing it all at once might seem easier and better for us, but it has consequences. And we, we cannot see or appreciate, right? We won't appreciate God if he does things all at once. Amen? God cares that we grow, and so he grows us little by little. So if you feel like you're in a rough season right now, amen, a a, a tough season that you're going through right now, God is removing these giants in your life little by little. See, what the Lord wants to do, because he's so important, he's he's so, what's more important to him is, is your relationship with him. What he's doing right now in your life, this is what he says, I am repositioning myself in your life. I'm repositioning myself in your life. So he's removing nations. He's removing obstacles in your life that sometimes we put before him. We put above him. So he's slowly removing them out of the way little by little. So that way we know that is him. So sometimes God will allow us to get to the edge of things to know that we have nothing else and we know that it could be no one else but God. No one else but God. So he's removing things little by little. He needs to reposition himself. Amen. He's moving some things out of the way that we put above him. Are you with me this morning? He says, I'm going to drive out nations of your life little by little. He's removing these barriers and adding the end blessing to your life. Are you with me? So he wants to be first in your life. Amen. The, the the, uh, The problem is we put our problems first. And God wants to be first. Amen. He doesn't want to be second best. He doesn't want us to have second best. I don't want second best in my life. Amen. I want the full blessing of God. I want the fullness of of God. I don't want second best. Whoever you put before God is what you receive. See, the quality of your blessing will be measured by the order you put God in. The quality of your blessing will be measured by the order you put God in. It says it. 
right? In Luke 38, it says, give, it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use it will be measured back to you. The measure you use it will be measured back to you, back to you. So where you put God, it will come back to you. So if, if God is first, guess what? First things will come back to you. <laughs> right? So if you put God second, third, or fourth, that's the measure that you will receive. So the quality of your blessings will be measured by the order you put God in. I don't want second best. See, we think we know how to put God first. Amen. We're challenged with that every single day of putting him first. He's repositioning himself over your life because we give it too much power to things and to people. He said, no, 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 I must be first in your life. So he's repositioning himself. He's moving things out the way. He's moving, removing people out of your way. You see, he's, re- he's removing things that, that, that you put first, amen? So he has to come, he has to change your heart, he has to change your desires, right? You must desire him first, so he's, a, he's removing that. So, so you, that way you will know that it's him. Small beginnings, small beginnings. See, God knows that we're going to look this way, but we need to, we need to do something here. It's the small beginnings. It's that time we need to spend for God. It's about our relationship with him first. God must be first in our lives. Are you with me? Am I speaking to anyone this morning? Yes. Yes. So why does God move so slowly? Right? You're asking the same thing. You're asking the same thing, right? Why is God move? Why does God move so slowly? Right? A strong relationship with God will stop the climate change in your life. See, when you plant a tree, when a tree is planted, it what? It it takes out the the bad air, the carbon dioxide out of the air. Right? So it actually stores the, uh, the, the bad ear in its trunk. <laughs> so when you plant God into your life, when God is planted into your life, amen, so he would take all toxic uh, um, 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 ear out of your atmosphere. In your life. So whenever you go, so when that, whatever is trying to attack you or wh- whatever the, the, the enemy is trying to do to you, he will just absorb all that stuff, all that bad air. Amen. So God is trying to remove some toxin, to, toxic out of your atmosphere this morning. Anything that's in your home, plant him in your home. Anything that's not of God that's in your home, make sure he's planted in your home. Make sure you're, you're focused on your relationship with him. Amen. So he's about changing the climate. And he's, he doesn't want your climate to change. Amen. So he's controlling your atmosphere. Are you with me? So, so why does God move so slowly? Because it builds trust little by little. It builds trust little by little. And trust everything that you are and have to God for safekeeping. And God will entrust something with you for safekeeping. 
It's that exchange. It's that exchange. So you give him everything that you have, then he will give you a burden of the spirit. He will give you a burden of the spirit, something that burdens him. See, God, so this, so God moves in our lives slowly so it can build trust. So it's that exchange. So, so we must entrust everything to God for safekeeping. Then God will entrust you with something for safekeeping. People in your lives. So, something that burdens you. Are you with me so far? See, but we must differ, differentiate between the burden in the spirit and the weight of, in the, of the spirit. The burden of the spirit versus the weight of the spirit. The weight of the spirit is from Satan. He uses the weight of the spirit to suppress us. It's to keep us down. But God gives us the burden of the spirit to move us to serve him it's always with a purpose but see the issue that's where the exchange comes from God wants to remove the weight of the spirit that's in us so that way he can give us a burden of the spirit are you with me amen so the enemy loves to give us weight just, just things that just hold us back for fulfilling God's call or even to get to know him. Amen. So, so many things get in our way for just spending time with him. Yeah. Right? It's like you can have your schedule cleared. Right? Your schedule can be cleared. All of a sudden you get multiple phone calls. People want this or something. This crisis happens. This crisis happens. You had it all planned out that you're just going to spend time with the Lord. So the enemy knows that he gives you the weight of the spirits, something that's going to suppress you, something that's going to hold you down, something that's going to hold you back from spending time with the Lord. But the, the Lord will say, the Lord wants us to, to know that the burden of the spirit is the thing that should cause you to pray. It's the thing that should cause you to weep and to cry out to him. Amen. It's the, it's the, the burden of the spirit is the thing that God's calling us to do. Are you with me? See, the weight of the spirit is like the prison. It's like a prison of self. The enemy wants to keep us captive, right? Focus so much on ourselves and not on the things of the Lord and not our, our, our relationship with God. Are you with me? See, Satan uses the weight of the spirit to suppress us. Satan causes believers' spirit to be bound in their minds to stop functioning. A person who bears a burden only has to bear the burden itself. But a person who is oppressed is bound in his whole being. Being. So God gives us a burden of the spirit to cry out to certain things. I remember coming to Texas, right? And, I, and God gave me this burden to serve this community. And God challenged me. He says, this is why it's so important to have small beginnings. Because what God taught me is how to bear the brunt of the burden he gave me. 
the brunt of the burden. See, when God gives you a, 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 a burden of the spirit, the first thing, it do, first thing we're supposed to do is to pray. Pray about it. It's that cry, the crying out to the city. He doesn't give you the, the whole city. God didn't give us the whole church. Amen. He just gave us the burden for it. He gave us the burden for the community. I remember to this day, to this day, it's so encouraging. When I wake up in the morning, I get up, I'm ready to go to work, I'm half awake. My, my wife's in her prayer room crying out for marriages, crying out for marriages, weeping over marriages, calling out the name of, of, of the Lord over their lives, speaking life over, over marriages. It's, it's every morning she's crying out, that's a burden. That's a burden. See, well, God will give you a burden for the whole city, right, for, for a whole area, right? But the first thing he would do, he would call you to your knees to pray over it first. Then he'd give you a person, <laughs> yep. right? Then he'd give you a family. Yeah, then he'd give you multiple families. Yeah, mm -hmm. Then sure enough, later he will give you the city, Amen. So it's the burden. So it's the bur So God will always when he's, he's, he loves the, a relationship with us because he wants to share his burdens with us. God is in the small beginnings. God is in the small beginnings. Are you with me? Yeah. See, God blesses us little by little so it can build trust. And see, if we remove things all at once, we won't give him the credit. Mm, right. We won't trust him. So whatever is going on in your life, I know, I know you want breakthrough, but God said breakthrough is coming. The blessing of and is coming. Yeah. It's coming. But he's doing it little by little. And sometimes we don't understand, like, God, why don't you take all of this away? all of this away. But sometimes we move too fast and we forget about our relationship with God. We forget about that so the church needs to focus on a relationship with the Lord. That is number one. Who we are called to be is a secondary. God wants to spend time with his children. God wants to spend time with, I'm talking to Pastor Pete um, earlier this week. He's so motivated about the time he's spending with the Lord. I was like, thank you, Lord. He just confirmed the message. <laughs> that is the most important thing, is spending that time with him. Because when you plant godly things, when you plant yourself into godly things, godly things will grow. It will grow. Oh, yeah. I'm just giving you a little taste this week. We're gonna, <laughs> next week, we will continue this discussion about small beginnings. Small beginnings. God is in small beginnings. What's small in your life right now? What did God, what, did, what is God entrusting you with right now? And then you know it's from him, but it's really small. 
Is it a person that he called you to mentor? Is it a job? It's a career? What is it? What's your small beginning? What's your small beginning? God is in the small beginnings. And he's about to show off in your life. He's about to show off in your life. See, he speaks prophetically over the small beginnings, right? He's speaking to you as if you were there already. He said, because you did this, because you obeyed, because you trust, because you sought me, because, because you served, because you loved, I'm going to bless you. And 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 you're going to multiply. Are you with me this morning? We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.